LeBron is so self-aware that there's a camera on him at all times that it feels like he just has to do uh, something for it. I don't think he it. gives a shit. He's just being a father. He's That's just hyped. such bullshit. Being a father so. is sitting your ass in the exactly. If you want to be, if you want to be a great dad, just sit down, and watch the game. Welcome to Locker Room Talk with Angelo Spedafino, Thomas Pipolo, and Ryan Aquino. So we we're just recording a solid 15 minutes, probably a little bit more, and then Pip stops it and tells us he had not been he had the mics turned off, so we were not recording. We were recording through the, through the, the laptop. You gotta do it again, guys. Left the lens cap on. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking well, about, guys? So for the second time, let's talk about the trade deadline. <laughs> um, so we had some crazy things happen in a non-so-crazy way. We believe this is one of the worst, actually, yeah. trade deadlines of recent history. I mean, there were some splashes in the water, but nothing that I really... Think, I think a big part of that is that there's so many teams that were that are in buying for the two wildcard spots yeah. that you can't really... But wouldn't you expect there, there there to be more small deals then? I mean, there really weren't. There were less trades, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but if there's so many teams that are in it, you're not going to really mess with what you have. Like you're not. Yeah, but then you take in the Amer. That's in the National League, but the American League, you have teams that are so below 500, like like the that have okay. prospects. And the other thing is that maybe we think that the teams are thinking that they're in it. So, like some people, some teams literally think that they're in it six games back. Look at the Mets; they think that they're still in it. I mean, I mean well, the Mets are a top three, what I'm saying a is bottom like, three run organization, so they think they're in it as long as they don't have the hard. E sign next to eliminated. You know, but, and to start off with them, they got Stroman, and the funny thing is, it's actually yeah, we were, a good trade. Well, it's, it's a great just, trade, but we were all here thinking, oh, they're going to they're, they're gonna flip him to the Yankees, they're going to flip him to somebody else. Even somebody said that they got Stroman, which I don't believe... Van Wagen is this smart. They got Stroman to su- to su- make to flip him. No, 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 not just to flip him to make Syndergaard and Wheeler more valuable because there's less options on the market. But that didn't happen. If you're the Mets, how the heck don't you get rid of Zach Wheeler? Excuse his French. My gosh, don't say heck on the air. That's awful. <laughs> well, the thought process is that, like I was saying, uh, like I said before, <laughs> was. The Mets genuinely believe that they have an opportunity to not only make the playoffs, but make a deep run into the playoffs. So Zach Wheeler is someone they feel is going to be able to help them progress from from where they are now, six games back, eight games back, to make the playoffs to making a deep playoff run. So if they genuinely believe that they have the roster in place that can make a run into the playoffs, then I don't really hate the move. They're well, delusional. Okay, but the, but the, people, delusional. the people that are making those decisions, like let's make a run because we, we believe we have the guys to do it, there's the same morons that helped them get to the spot where they're five games below 500 when before the season they said, come get us. We're the team to come get. They're delusional. Everybody thinks they don't great, know what they're doing. Everybody thinks it's a great trade, but Stroman has one of the highest ground ball um, percentages as a pitcher, and the Mets' infield defense is god-awful. They, You would, god you would awful. think if you're going to base your team around starting pitching that you would have the defense to back it up, right? That would make sense, yep. right? Yep. But once again, they have Jeff McNeil hitting 350 and not paying – playing the position that he's supposed to. They have a washed-up 35-year-old Robinson Cano who's not batting 250 and not hitting home runs for them. And then they got they went and got Jed Lowry, who hasn't played a game for him. What part of that team is a contender? They I mean, have the biggest problem is the bullpen. They the only part about Flint. that if team... If you really want to go after the wild card, 
sell Wheeler and get a get a bullpen stud. I don't like the only way that they're a contender is because of the teams around them. That's the only reason. If they, if this was a normal National League year where they wouldn't even be close to the wild card, then well, they would have thrown in the towel. The right? Because it's so bad this year, they actually statistically have a shot they can make a run. Yeah, right. and the thing is too, I guess they have games left, a lot of games left with the Nationals who are ahead of the Mets for the wild card, so you don't have to count on luck to see who else loses, you know what I mean? You're going head-to-head, so maybe you could gain some game, games that way. But another trade that went down was Nick Castellanos from the Tigers to the Cubs, which Angelo actually, actually called. We're not tech-savvy enough to go back and get that to shoot that out to you. Cause, well, uh, we are, but we're just too lazy. So we're just going to Yeah, just let Thomas people do everything. We just know that you heard it. Angelo called that Castellanos is going to the Cubs. I, I, I admire him for it. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I just saw some Still stuff. Doing what you're doing. A, a perfect, Give yourself a pat on the back. It's a perfect fit for the Cubs, where Castellanos is a stud hitter. He is he can play right field for them. He moves Hayward over to center field. It allows them to sit Alberto Mora and any other outfielders that they think might be working when they're really not. Schwarber. Yeah. Schwarber. I mean, Schwarber's still gonna play left field probably, but Schwarber hits home runs or strikes out. But and he also plays awful defense. Yeah, and Castellanos used to be a horrible defender, but this year he's been pretty average. He's gotten a lot better at it. Yeah, I think it's a good move. You're going. I mean. You're taking Castellanos going from Detroit, which is one of the biggest ballparks in the league, moving him to Chicago where the ball flies out. Did you hear what he said about no, Comerica? He, he said, Comerica Park's a joke. And he's, he's Castellanos is currently like top five in, in major leagues in doubles, and doubles. And he's saying it's because they got a 420-foot fence to center and they're 340 down the line. So he's like... All these guys are saying to me, where are your home runs at? And it's because they're playing in ballparks where it's 320 down the line. They got an extra 20 feet. So any, basically any time he hits it to the warning track, that's a home run anywhere. No, it's true. I, the guy's got a good swing. Really good swing. I think he could he could drop some nukes in Chicago, that's for sure. Kind of reminds me of J.D. Martinez. Like, I feel like they're he, like, like, I mean, similar. he started off in the Tigers. He's yeah, not it, a huge dude. Like, yeah. not the most athletic guy on planet Earth, but he just rakes, and he's a big right-hand dude. Couldn't agree more. The Rays also made a pretty big move. Oh. In terms of the Rays, Talk I guess. Talk about big dudes. They got... Yeah, they got... Jesus. Jesus Aguilar. He's a big man. This dude's like... He's like six 35 five, bombs last year. Over 100 like RBIs. Look, if you're the Rays, you gotta sell your fan base. So you're going out... You're throwing a Hail Mary. What fan base? <laughs> they can't even get 10,000 people to their, they to to their close, games. They had to close off an stadium. entire top ring of their, their fucking... When I was down in Florida playing, they had games that were free to the public. It's like ridiculous. General admission, you could sit wherever you want. And there at wasn't least, more at than, least charge something. There wasn't you know? more than 6,000 people. I mean, it it's was crazy. It's, cause it's they, sad. They, they have to, from, to go from Tampa Bay to where they play, you have to cross a bridge. Yeah, a huge bridge. A two-lane bridge. No and the, the stadium isn't even... I mean, you could talk shit about the Giants not being in New York and stuff, I guess. But the stadium isn't even in Tampa. It's in yeah, St. Petersburg. The Giants play football, which is easily the most popular sport in the country. And they market their stars and... People are going to come to football games no matter what. Not to mention, if you're going to the Giants, I mean, like, I'm, you're going to live in New York City. That doesn't matter at that point. Like, no one's going to be a stiffler about living in Tampa. No, what I'm saying is that the New York Giants play football in New Jersey. It is kind of strange. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got on. that one. <laughs> I mean, I know it's, like, right across. <laughs> I know it's, like, right across. in the but... 80s. We're, 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 <laughs> oh, we're ahead of that. <laughs> but no, but if you're the Rays, you need to. You you need to play as if the wild card is your is your division championship. Like you're not winning the, the division anytime soon. You might as well go after that wild card without giving up too many guys. You got to go after it. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But the Rays, the Rays are so far behind the Yankees right now. Oh, they're only like seven and I think seven and a half. They ain't winning the division. 
I mean, a couple. I think when the the Blue Jays won the division, they were eight back around this time. They ended up winning the division. So I mean, stranger things have happened. I guess. I guess. I guess. But then you got. What, what was Speaking it? of which, Stranger Things, great show. Absolutely. Great I show. haven't watched it. Should well, I watch that? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Why? Why? It's, oh, it's awesome. It's one of the best three season, first three seasons of television of any show you'll watch. Elle's a badass. She's great. Who? Elle, the, the girl. character. Millie Bobby scary? Brown. She's a savage. Is it She's scary? Awesome. Uh, season three is a little creepy, not really scary. I mean, like, not like I can't sleep, but maybe hold your blanket. Is it like scary, one of those shows, like, if you turn on at, like, 9 o'clock, like, right when you go to bed, like, you're not going to sleep that whole night? No. No, you'll be fine. So that's not it's not good enough for me. Tommy's afraid what? of that's some not good nightmares. I only want shows that, that literally I can't stop pressing next, next, next. Yeah, next, it's one next. of those shows. That's what I'm saying. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so show. easy to watch. It's eight eight episodes a season, so Dude, so, you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's awesome. Yeah, and then another trade that happened, back to baseball, was Trevor Bauer being traded to the Wait, Reds. wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you guys see that fight? The melee. The melee. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. That was, was crazy. Awesome. It was dope. Yeah, you had um, Amir Garrett just <laughs> decide. Who looks like a UFC fighter. Let's just put it to be dude. Jon Snow in Battle of the Bastards yeah. and take on a whole army. He just whipped out the sword. <laughs> and took unfortunately for him, the horses didn't get there in time to no. save him because he just got trashed <laughs> by the pirates. That's oh. a little Game of Thrones reference. No, there. the best part about that was the was the Reds manager. He got thrown out earlier in the game because a guy in the Pirates threw at one of the players on the Reds' head. He got thrown out. Once he I guess he saw the fight go down on TV in the clubhouse, he sprinted out. <laughs> and he went right at Clint Hurdle, the Pirates manager. But if you watch, if you rewatch shout the video, Clint shout out Clint Hurdle. If you rewatch the video, the the Reds manager is on his back, eating dirt, getting getting like pushed and punched in the face. It was pretty bad. It was it was pretty bad. And the funny thing about that is like Puig's just basically clocking in as a savage because he was traded like a half hour before that. Yeah, and he already the, knew he was gone. They took him out of the game, and no, he they still didn't comes take in. him. No, they didn't take him out of the game. I thought they did. No, he was. That's what I was. He uh, was in the game when that fight. He was throwing, traded. He's throwing haymakers. He was already traded, with and the Reds didn't six take him months, out. And he's just got everyone's back. I loved it personally. I thought it was. What do you think awesome. about those um, cutoff jerseys that they wear? I think it's I awful. Love those. Those, are, those are sick. No, those are unreal. If you come out with sleeveless uniforms, you better win by fucking eight runs. I'm just saying they got smashed in all the games. They're wearing their sleeveless. Do they? Yeah, and they're doing bench pro- like they're doing curls, curls in the in the dugout. Like, for the guys, I guess that's the only the thing you're trying to win because you're in last place in your division. Buys for the guys, curls for the girls. Don't forget that, guys. I mean, they're in last place, so let's see how it's working out for them. And then you had uh, Angel. Go ahead. Well, continuing the, the Bauer being flipped for Puig trade. So the the Reds got Trevor Bauer. The Indians got Puig, Franmil Reyes, Logan Allen, Victor Nova, Scott Moss, and then the Padres got Taylor Trammell from the Reds. So I think my thoughts on it is that the Reds. It was a little surprising. I thought Trevor Bauer was more likely to go to someone like the Astros or someone like like the Yankees. But the Reds' thought process is, is similar to the Mets, where the NL Central is up for grabs. So not, But I, I think they think that they can win. They're trying to get ready for next year. But I, I don't see what, – what are you doing? Why are you buying at the trade deadline? Why? Is there any reason? I mean, a lot of these teams that are are thinking next year, and they're thinking possible playoff run, and it's just it's misguided, but, and it, I, I, I don't I don't understand it personally. The value for guys is greatest when teams need them most. So why wouldn't you sell? 
Why wouldn't you sell? It makes no sense. Oh, really wait like till the, the offseason. Are... Wait till the... Yeah. the value of these guys are are the highest they're going to be. So sell them all you can. You can get the most for them. Yeah, I agree with you. And then the biggest trade that made the biggest splash is uh, Zach Greinke going to the Astros. I mean, I-, I can't sit here and lie and say this doesn't scare me in the slightest. I mean, it's not even about Zach Greinke pitching, possibly pitching against the Yankees in the playoffs because I'm really not worried about that. Me neither. But the fact is, is that when you have Greinke there along with Cole and Verlander, Who, the and then Yankees. the four, yeah. and then the four is Wade Miley, who's got. A, a three ERA. They're going to go three. They're going to go with three guys. They probably will, but they, like they even have a fourth option if they yeah. need to. And he's pitching great. I mean, as the Yankees well. and That's Astros just... are on a collision course to see each other in the NALCS. And this this year will answer a lot of questions. But the Yankees, it's, it's bullpen versus starting pitchers. The Yankees gonna are going to be able to. The Yankees are going to be able to get to Granky, in my opinion. But they struggle big time with high velo guys up in the zone, and that is what <laughs> Verlander and Cole do best. That's they have yet sure. to solve that riddle. That's for sure. And it's really just good. The biggest thing about this is I think I think it's inevitable the Yankees play in the Astros and the ALCS. And when it does happen, it's really going to answer the question of do you need starting pitchers or do you need a bullpen? Which one's more yeah, important? Yeah, they're going to go. Gonna I, at this point, they're going with an opener. They're not. Paxton, Paxton is not starting a game. He's got to pitch his ass off for the next two months for him to get a game. He's not getting a game. He, as of right now, there's no shot they're giving him what a, do you ball, think, a playoff game. I. Uh, I mean, Tanaka historically has been a very dominant playoff pitcher, but I worry a little bit because he said the balls are a little different and he's lost his, yeah, the his splitter are. as much. So, you don't know. It's CeCe Sabathia's going to be able to give you four innings in the playoffs. Yeah, he just once the playoff comes around, CeCe's just a stud. guy. So, I mean, I don't know. The Yankees should still be heading towards at least the ALCS where they'll probably they'll almost certainly meet the Astros unless – the Twins or the Indians pull off one of the more impressive upsets in recent memory. So it's tough. No, I, mean, I think the Twins could actually. I mean, dude, did you? They just hit home runs. That's it. I know, but they're dangerous. They can hit, man. So they can the Yankees, so can the Astros. All the good teams can all hit. There's a reason they're good. They're good teams. That all I'm saying is that things. let's pray to the good Lord that the Twins. Can take out the Astros. I do not think. I don't know if the Yankees can beat the Astros. The Yankees have beaten better a better pitching trio in the World Series before. They beat Glavin, Maddox, I don't and care. Uh, who was the and these Smoltz. guys. The, the guys. If DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres, uh, oh, big guys, Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela is the MVP of the New York Yankees this year, in my opinion. No, he's, no, he's not. not. Yes, he, he is. You expect he doesn't even oh play half the time. Yes, he does. Gio Urshela oh is the MVP of no, the New York Yankees not. this year. No, he is not. Yes, he I, is. Obviously, G.J. LeMay, who's a stud. I know. G.J. LeMay, who is the MVP yeah, of the team. Like, I, I don't understand how he can guys, be. Guys, you expect – at least I expected him to be an all-star. Like, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. He was an all-star in, in the National League. All right. Then you're talking Gio about Gio Urshela is the MVP. You don't know what MVP means if you think that Gio Urshela He's the most valuable player of the New York Yankees. No, he's this not. This year. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Miguel Andujar goes out. Honestly, what position does DJ LeMahieu play too? Third base. Third base, second base, first base. He plays all over the infield. Oh Gio Urshela, he's even freaking playing first base right now for Luke Voigt. Gio Urshela is a Watch, I'm going on the record. DD's back. Gio Urshela is going to be the reason why the Yankees win the World Series this year. Probably I'm telling not. you right now, Just his defense is so valuable. On top of that, Dude, he makes you know, he makes errors too, though. Like I've seen, there's guys, some plays to watch guys, the last guys, couple guys. weeks. He should have them. He's one of the only guys besides DJ LeMahieu and sometimes Glaber Torres where they put the bat on the ball consistently. And and when you face a guy like Verlander and Cole, 
You need to be able to put the bat on the ball. And you're going to need your MVP in DJ LeMay. He was yeah. leading no, it off MVP. the roster Gio to hit him. for New York Yankees MVP. MVP. Gio or Shohei? Gio we trust. He could be an X factor. I'll give you that. He, it, Gio it could we be trust. A, if we get to that series, then you could say he's the X factor. If Gio plays great, then the Yankees will win. I can Guys. agree with you that much. I, he's in no way, shape, or form is he the MVP. It's just not true. Gio or Shella? Okay. Oh, I, you. So you think... <laughs> So you think G or I'm sorry G or Shell is the MVP of the team He's not You're wrong Adam Adovino is more More valuable to the team Than fucking G or Shell Okay Talking about the Yankees What do you think about the Yankees Staying put at the deadline I mean I personally think Ryan's huffing and puffing over there He seems disappointed They No I'm just disappointed Because we fucking talked about it already (laughs) We already recorded this So my thought oh, is, my thought on it is that teams were trying to, trying to fleece them, and at the end of the day, Cashman decided that he'd rather continue to, yeah, trust in, in the guys they got. Cashman is no Stunan. The Stunan day will come later in the episode. And Cashman sure is no Stunan. Not Brian Cashman. That's yeah, for sure. I mean, teams were asking, teams were asking for Glaber. Glaber Torres. How the heck? What, what region are you from again? In, in Italy? I don't know, but... <laughs> I literally had people comment on the first couple of podcasts. Like, at the tail end of the first start of it, you, you, you sound like you were raised in Umbria or something like that. <laughs> Calabria. It's, yeah, you did one of those classic things that those Italians do. It's like, if you're from the Bronx and you're, you're Italian you're some, and you're with someone who's from there, it's like my dad does this all the time. They start, they, they start bringing out a little you more doing, Italian. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, eh? Yeah, I'm doing good. Fanable, eh? Yeah, and then they come back to me. They come back home with a bunch of whiteies like us, and they're like, "So how's everything going?" <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of little pops of of drink in there. You get you you start talking some weird accents. Like, Here we go. What I, I don't know why our dad does your dad have the thing where he doesn't say the R anymore. He's it's like, not. It has nothing to do with drinking. Cause, at all. My dad doesn't drink like that. It's just that once he's around uh, Bronx Italians, it goes off. He, he's he's all born and raised on a. Yeah, I walked uphill both ways, no shoes in the snow. <laughs> My pops. We walked fifteen miles to school. You yeah. fucking mazanagocha. My pops doesn't say ours anyways. Sober or drunk. So. <laughs> what did he say? What did you say? My pops doesn't say ours. Sober or oh, drunk. Oh, the arthritis. 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 Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. It's so much. He barely. Says Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. <laughs> so just stop singing. Yo, shout out at Pit Music underscore. Shameless plug. Go follow me. <laughs> Wait, no, so back, there. so back to the Yankees. <laughs> I lost my train of thoughts. Who, who <laughs> in the right, guys, 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 guys. who in their right, <laughs> who in their right mind? Would think that they would get Glaber Torres from the New York Yankees. Well, I mean, he's one of the, the most untradeable pl- players in baseball. That's that's. I just realized that. That's the Stunat of the day. The Stunat of the day. So we're not goes goes to whoever this, thought that they could get Glaber Torres. So look Yankees. it up right now. Look up down. the Blue Jays GM. Down. Stunat Blue of Jays, the day. Oh, we already know the Mets. Blue we know Jays the Mets GM. The Mets, Mets GM. They Tigers they offered. I think lack thereof. The Tigers. Mets, you're not getting fucking Glaber Torres from us. The it's Mets not happening. The Mets offered uh, Stroman. Uh, Ross Atkins is the Toronto. Okay, so we got Ross Atkins, Brody Van Wagenen, and the Tigers. Tigers, yeah. Tigers asked for Glaber Torres. For who? For Matt Boyd. Oh my God! What is wrong with people? Boyd, Boyd's actually like a low key. But Boyd's, he's not. Oh, he is. He's tough. Watch. I'm just, I'm just saying. Watch next year. No one's gonna be freaking out about Matt Boyd. Glaber's not gonna happen. I mean, he's having a good year this year. He's gonna get better. 
Uh, the people said that about Blake so, Snell last year. How the hell is he doing? So the Stunada today are those GMs? Yeah. What's up, everybody? This episode of the Locker Room Talk is brought to you by yeah, MB yeah. Outdoors and Hunting. Do you have the desire to never give up? To push yourself past your limits? Then stand behind the brand built on strength, perseverance, and determination. At MBOH, they offer a full line of apparel and accessories to represent the commitment to those never willing to accept defeat. Check them out on Instagram at MB underscore Outdoors Hunting and Facebook at MB Outdoors Hunt. Visit their website at MBOutdoorsHunting.com to grab your apparel that will show the world your true grit. Use our exclusive code LOCKERROOM at checkout to get 10% off your entire order today. Unleash your grit. Unleash it. So now we're going to talk about LeBron James and all of his just antics. attention whore antics. I can't stand it. Like, if you're going to dunk, dunk in a dunk contest. Dude, like, who asked what? you? Who asked what you? What do you mean, what? All right, that's that's way off track. Yeah, I, I think that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay, so then why isn't he in the dunk contest? Wait, Ever. Do you he's, even know what he's having lazy yes, I know dunks what in line. About. LeBron when James throwing down fucking dunks in the layup lines at his son's AAU basketball games. Yeah. I, well, what does that have to do with the dunk contest? Yeah. What about, what's his reason for not dunking? Well, he's dunk 34. Contest? He doesn't want to do it anymore. Like, he never did it, though. Oh, he's scared I, to get hurt. He's, he's okay to get hurt at his son's AAU basketball oh game? Oh, fucking. See, it annoys God. me that you had a, you arrive at a point that I agree with, because how you got there is just so, no, it's it's so sus. I but, can't agree with it. But <laughs> That's not... It doesn't apply. Anyways, LeBron James is dunking in the layup lines of his, like... Are they 16 or something like that? Uh, yeah. Bronny Jr. is... I think he's 16. Is his name Bronny? He's LeBron 16. James Jr. So why and do you call him Bronny? Like, it's an AAU basketball game where LeBron James... It, 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 he's like, someone's got to have a camera on me. i got to get in line and dunk. I'm sorry. LeBron but, James Jr. is 14. Apologizing. Apologize for interrupting. Okay, it's even worse. It's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, everyone knows that LeBron James is in the gym. It's oh, wait, already LeBron a huge James deal. It's dunk. already awesome. Like, uh, what are you doing getting in line? LeBron, you can dunk. Uh, the, I, uh, I sound like an 80-year-old man here. It just yeah, drives like, yeah. me crazy. It's like my father. Let your kid have the day. Like, Dude, there's, yeah. not a kid, there, there's not a kid on that team that doesn't love that. That's not about the kid. It's about his kid, though. I bet oh. his kid hates that. I don't think his kid hates it at all. And so I think it's enough having him in the gym. Like he, the pro, my Agreed. problem with Agreed. it is that LeBron's making it about LeBron, and it's not because he's not playing. It's his son. So he, he gives all these... Young men, the opportunity to like. Are you telling me like, if LeBron James is at my AU game, he was dunking in the warm lines with me? That's not what I'm talking about. It's your dad. It's not just that. It's also the coming onto the court and losing your shoe. It's just like LeBron is so self-aware that there's a camera on him at all times that it feels like he just has to do something. Uh, I don't think he gives a shit. He's just being a father. That's just such bullshit. Being a father is sitting at your ass in the exactly. Seat if you want to be, if you want to be a great dad, just sit down and watch the game. At the end of the day, cheer him on. LeBron James is doing. LeBron James grew up without a father, and he's doing. He's being extra, but he's being what he's doing now. What he wanted his father to be. I think his father. I think he wanted his father to just be in the gym and watch the game. I don't, sure I, don't think he want, that. I don't think his I'm dad sure if his dad that. dunked, I don't think he would want him dunking in the layup lines be like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing? Get his out of here. His dad's not LeBron James though. Like Okay, but that's my point is that LeBron thinks he can do anything just because he's LeBron James and I get that. It's just well, so old fan. by now. It's it's I personally I love it. I think it's awesome. All 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 the kids that are on LeBron James Junior team, they post on in their Instagram like saying like with LeBron picture with LeBron. He he's 
He's, he's box office. He he's didn't... the biggest guy. He makes people come to the games. People know he's there. Okay, but like it's more of a like an in the circle type thing. If he's dunking in like the driveway at a barbecue, like it's that's not what it's. He's doing it for the cameras. It has nothing to do with the kids there. I, at the end of the if day, they want to see him dunk in, in, in a closed surface, then they go like go to a barbecue or a house or whatever the fuck they're doing, and then like that's awesome. I got to see him dunk. Like that's so sick. It has nothing to do with being an AAU tournament. I, I just, I, yeah, but it's first of all AAU is so relaxed. It does it, it's not after things. Second of all, it, it's awesome. The people like, I just, I love LeBron James, my favorite athlete of all time, and it's it's not even particularly close. I don't see maybe the the going under the court when people are dunking is a little bit a little bit extreme, but I think there's no issue jumping into the fucking jumping in the layup line and dunking and just like it's cool, it's awesome. Hey, listen, first of all, if this is Michael Jordan, you both would all love this. No. Don't even pretend you guys not even no, close. You guys fundamentally don't like LeBron James just because he fucking uh, half the people that hate LeBron James hate him because. He's a threat to LeBron Michael, James. He's a threat to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would have time. never dunked in a layup Michael line. Michael Jordan's kid sucked at basketball. That had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he would have never does. done it. Yeah, because his sons fucking were trash at basketball. Angelo, that has nothing to do with it. Michael Jordan doesn't have the personality of to take over a layup line before a game. Michael Jordan has a personality to punch a teammate in the face, though. That's I mean, the one thing that you fucking douchebag. Okay, so well, let's 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 talk about this then. Did Michael Jordan ever openly say to his teammates he wants them traded? LeBron and James then never openly said to his teammates, "I want you traded." He's openly said to the whole fucking world that he wanted well, his I teammates think he's traded. The GM of the, every team that he plays for. Well, no, the best player on a team always has a say in the NBA. It just. Recently, the, the, the player empowerment movement, which started with LeBron James going to the Miami Heat, has led to the best the best players and the best teams having a say in the things that operate, which is the way it really should which be. Which I understand, but he basically tried getting his whole team traded and then like didn't understand why they were pissed at him, and he had to play the rest of the year for him. He does, he's not the GM. Just because he wants him to happen, it's not that it's going to happen. I mean, walking However, into walking into Magic Johnson's office and be like, trade these dudes, I don't want to play with them anymore, is a, is a pretty big deal. I don't. He did not say. He did not just walk in the office and say, "You need to trade these people." When Anthony Davis is available, Anthony Davis is one of the six best talents in the NBA. If he's available, the people that are being traded for him have to understand. Listen, Anthony Davis is an all-time talent right now. Yeah, Anthony Davis and the team is more valuable than me and the other three people. Okay, but the problem that occurs when you have a guy that's playing for your team go into the front office and say, "Trade these guys," is if it doesn't work out, you have to play with them, and that's exactly what happened. Well, why do they all? They all love LeBron. You do realize they all love LeBron. Like Lonzo loves LeBron. I mean, yeah, but Brandon when they're trying to LeBron, when Josh they're trying Harlow to win LeBron. games, and you're saying you don't want them on your team anymore, it's not exactly a winning environment. It's not exactly a team thing to do. I, I don't think the trade thing is the reason the, the Lakers are not good last year. Guys, who gives LeBron a, getting hurt guys, is the reason? Guys, yeah, absolutely. Guys, he came guys. back too quick. Who gives a fangool about the NBA right now? Football's actually. We're football, not talking about the NBA right now. We're talking about LeBron. We're talking about the NBA. LeBron James plays in the NBA last time I checked. So let's talk about football, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Melvin Gordon today came out and said that, well, his agent said, his his agent agent said, it might be a little ploy, a little leverage move here, but his agent came out and said that uh, he would like Melvin Gordon traded from the Chargers. What are you guys? Where the hell is he going to go? Where? Seriously. So Melvin Gordon. Who's going to pay him? Well, Melvin Gordon wants somewhere in the average of like I think it's like 12 to 15 million per year annually so the only teams that can trade for him are teams with quarterbacks and rookie deals like 
I guess like the Bills, the Bills with Josh Allen and rookie deal, that'd be a fit for him. Yeah, team. Like the Bucks are always going to be linked to a good running back like they were with Le'Veon. So like teams are like that. Like maybe even the Texans. They have Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, yeah. Lamar Miller is one of my more liked players in the NBA, uh, in the NFL. But obviously Melvin Gordon is an upgrade of Lamar Miller. So you, you really got to look at teams that have quarterbacks on cheap deals right now that might be they might think that a, a superstar running back like Melvin Gordon puts him over the top and that's where Melvin Gordon could go. I can't believe he's doing this. I really can't. I like I mean you you see so many guys like signing one year veterans minimum deals in the NBA and the NFL uh, and it's just to ring chase it's to get there and he's there's no shot that Melvin Gordon's going to go to a better more Super Bowl contending team than he's with right now. The Chargers are a great AFC team. They definitely have a shot to make it to the Super Bowl this year and possibly win one. And he's basically saying that money's more important to him. Yeah, I mean... Which is fine. I mean, it's fine. It's just shocking to me. But at the end of the day, especially in the NFL, I think, running back position is such like a volatile position where you can blow out your knee and never be the same. You can get concussed a couple times and you have to stop playing. What about the Dolphins? Who do the Dolphins have? Uh, Kenyon Drake and Ken Ballage, but... You're not going to trade for Melvin Gordon and pay him unless you think you're going to be successful. And the I don't see why they can't be successful down there. Josh Rosen coming out. Coming Josh coming. Rosen is losing the quarterback battle to. Oh, he'll the, the head coach. Eight. The head coach just said that Fitzpatrick is actively winning the, I don't the quarterback care what they battle. Say. You're not. You didn't trade for Josh Rosen, and I haven't played. They traded a second round pick, right? I think a second round pick. Yeah, so it's and not, it's and they traded him to kind of see like what he's got. got. I think they. I think. At the start of every season, every team's trying to win, so I think they're going with the guy that they have that they feel like they have a better shot winning games with, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. But we don't know what's going to happen with Rosen. But I, I don't think it's exactly a we need Melvin Gordon. We need to pay fifteen million dollars. Did for you guys hear that? So uh, far out of it. Speaking about an, another player who's holding out, did you guys see Zeke? Is I think he's on a plane to Cabo as he's we in speak. Cabo, he's, right? in Cabo. he's in Cabo. He's already training. Is he training? That's where yeah. he trains. Yeah, he's training in Cabo. I mean. It's, I don't think he's playing this year. I really don't. I don't think both guys. I, it wouldn't I, shock me. Like he's 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 the the personality where you know he's a loose cannon. You never know what you're going to get for him. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have our NFL picks coming up here soon. We're gonna keep track of everything. But uh, I mean, look, guys, I'm a big Giants fan, but I think the Cowboys, if they have Zeke, they're one of the best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. Honestly, they are. I, I mean. I think they're never really going to I really don't think that with this team, I think you need a better quarterback than Dak to no. completely put it but together. But you need Zeke. But you definitely need Zeke. And, like, I think I think they're never really going to put it together where they're a Super Bowl threat, but they're actively in the hunt with Zeke on that if roster. Zeke's on and that they're roster, just simply they're, not there without him. If Zeke's on that roster, they're, they should be picked to win that, the NFC East, in my opinion. I don't know. Do you think over the Eagles? Over the Eagles. Car- Carson Wentz hasn't proved he could play more than 10 games in a season. He played like fourteen the year he got hurt. He played thirteen the year he got hurt. I think. Oh. I mean, the guy, the guy gets hurt every year. I feel like the Eagles have. But not like, only that, sorry, sorry, not only that, Nick Foles. They don't have Nick Foles coming off the bench to Foles. be their savior. I feel like anymore. The Eagles have such a wide range of outcomes in the season. Where if they have Wentz for a sixteen-game schedule, they're going to be. They could be a Super Bowl winning team. It's agreed. It's that same debate that we had about those guys picked in the first round of the fantasy draft. Where I mean, if if these running backs and or so play sixteen games, that they're going to be top of their game. They're going to be one of the best players in, in fantasy, and that's what you're really getting out of Carson Wentz. If, if he's an MVP candidate, if he plays sixteen games this year.
a, a fantasy draft in a different category today. The topic is the blackout drink fantasy draft. We're taking our top picks for drinks that can get you knocked on your ass. So yeah, uh, so not necessarily black because I've never been blacked out. I hope I never get blacked out. I mean, I've been knocked on. Dude, my- I mean, how, how are you gonna have kids one day and tell them <laughs> what it's like to like go through college and shit if you've never been blacked out? They're, like, imagine like your your kids are gonna tell you what it's like getting blacked out. That's Let just them, that'll be fine with me. I mean, okay. Teach their own. So but. Angelo, I think he pre-rigged the uh, draft order over here. No. We were gonna flip. We the haven't even done it yet, have no. we? No, we have not. Angelo so is no. Do... He's notorious for rigging things. No, he's not. Yeah, I'm not. He rigs everything. <laughs> I can't it's support to, that. It's news to everyone else. So I'm gonna stay neutral. He's the self-appointed co-commissioner of our fantasy football team. Self-appointed, but it was it was needed. I would. I would. When is there gonna be a vote for this? Can we? Yo, shout out Sam Palero. Another. I give I give him props. Look, I give him props. I give him props. No, this is this is we gotta bring this up. I give him props for for doing all the work. But at the end of the day, he's self-appointed. We need to have a vote. It's a democracy. I mean, no, what? This no, he's co-commissioner. Are you talking about you or him? We never voted him in. Maybe he will get voted in, but he's got to be voted in. By you got either. voted into the league after we yeah. started, so no, I wouldn't come come banging at the doors Sam, of the hierarchy. Sam, Let's Sam, not Sam, on, start Sam, that. Stop. Sam, Sam did a great job of setting this up and getting us all. I agree. I, up. He's the he's the commissioner. I could not be. I help out when he needs. Oh my god. Relax. <laughs> well, that's a commissioner. Yeah. Okay. He, he started. The league I'm the president of the United States right now. I mean, like. You, you have to have a vote. I think he it's created, a little he bit. The Ryan agrees with me. He just doesn't want to start controversy. I'm no, all about I do not. No, 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 no. That's Guys, not what it is. It's a democracy. It should be voted in by the people. It, if his term vote, is ending. I'm of the same belief. His term is ending. With the president of the United States as I am with the president of our fantasy football league, it doesn't matter who's president at all. Okay. It really doesn't. I mean, at the end of the day, all our I, lives don't really change based on who the commissioner is or who the president is. So anyway, I have no problem with let's, that. Angelo, what are the... So, do you have to order this draft? No, I, we're trying to do it live, but Pip just went on a rant. So what we're going to do here is we're going to do a random number generator. We've each been assigned a number. Pip's number is 1, minus 2, and Aquino's 3. I'm going to hit generate, and the first number to pop up is the first okay, number. Let me pick. see you actually do one, this because I don't believe Give me one, 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 give me one. Pip has the first overall pick. Let's go! He needs it. I need it. I need it, folks. Okay. Uh, oh, I have a second overall pick, and Aquino has a third. That's the worst. <laughs> so, Pitt, lead us off. Okay, guys. And we're going to need your votes on who's got the best draft yeah, yeah, yeah. in we'll this fantasy draft. We're going to put it up there. Vote on it. Please vote for me. I think – I don't even have to ask, actually. You probably will agree with me. Guys, my number one pick, hands down – What's so funny? Because you're going to tell us about a drink that you haven't blacked out to. That's yeah. what's so funny no, about no, no. it. But it was a silly night for Thomas. Oh, my God. My number one is Jameson. Jameson. No one's going to pick that. You could have. You could've, I know. Ta- I that's a third-round draft pick right there. Oh, my pick. God. I'm not going to pick Jameson. Ever. Jameson. I picked Jameson with the number one overall pick. Okay. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Everybody's cracking over there. Guys, it, sounds, it sounds like a fantasy football, a number one draft. That's like, that's like Charles Barkley taking AI first overall in the, the All-Star draft. It's like Stephen A. Smith ago. taking Aaron Rodgers in the first round of his fantasy All I got to say, He's every time... A bad man. Every time I drink Jameson, the night does not end well. It just does not end well. I was out... <laughs> What's so funny? Nothing. You're going to find out when I make my pick. You'll figure it out. <laughs> when I, okay, I'll tell you a story. Shout out Kevin Buckley. Former Sag Harbor Whaler. Shout out Joe Holes. Let's go, baby. But me and Kevin, former teammate of mine, are out in Sag Harbor. We're out one night. Have a good night. One of the guys, one of the guys in this bar we're out, we're at, 
buys like the whole bar because they're rich as heck out there. Buys a whole bar like a hundred shots of tequila. So it, everybody just passes out tequila. I'm like, oh Jesus. So we had tequila. Then we go to another bar, and we thought the bartender was cute. So me and him were like, okay, yo, I'm gonna ask the bartender what we should drink. Like Pip whatever. Spitting a little game here. Yeah. No, no. Kevin did this, okay. I think. But we we were already not in the best of shape at this point in time. We asked the bartender. Yo, what should, what should we get? Like, Kevin's trying to be smooth with the ladies. Kevin is very smooth with the ladies. Great looking dude. <laughs> Did he end up getting with you or the bartender? <laughs> <laughs> so he asked the bartender, what should we drink? He, and she goes, quote, quote for quote, she goes, real men drink, drink, drink Jameson straight. Yikes. So if you don't get Jameson after that, it's There's like, a dangerous following with the startup of real men, because then you basically seem like a bitch if you don't do whatever what the I'm fuck saying. they, they say. If at we the didn't start get Jameson, that. it was over. Yikes. No matter what. So we drank that Jameson, and I, my boy Kevin Buckley went into uh, he went into hibernation mode. He was just <laughs> on the chair for the rest of the night, just just it couldn't move. He just couldn't move, and I was in bad shape as well. Jameson is my number one auto pick. Angelo, what's your what's your first auto pick? Well, what's so funny? <laughs> Because my first overall pick is I know what Aquino's first pick is going to be or one of his two picks on the turn is. And I was thinking about just straight up stealing just it. Just don't. But I, I wrote it down right it. in front of me. Steal you it. can see it. Steal no, it. I mean, he. We, we discussed the idea before and it was brought up and I hadn't thought about it at the time. But it's a great pick. That being said, it's not the greatest pick. Okay. In my opinion... The greatest blackout drink is tequila. It's unparalleled. Okay. That's really just is. that was on my list. That's I mean, I, I know what Aquino's next pick is, but it's got tequila anyone that's drinking tequila knows. I mean, I can actually I think I could actually hold my own with tequila. I'm always fine with tequila shots. And I think I had to be, because I was so broke at school and they had two dollar tequila shots and you just ripped limes it's with them just, and it was really just totally okay. I mean I mean I didn't not every single night ended phenomenally, but I mean when you had the volume of drinking every like I have an extremely controversial pick. <laughs> so my first pick is this a snake draft? Am I going two picks? Snake draft. Snake draft. I'm going two picks here. Um, the first round overall pick for Team Aquino and this year's blackout fantasy football draft is <laughs> Team Aquino selects the original four loco. Oh, shit. I mean, anyone... It's a great pick. It's a great pick. No, it's a great pick at the end of the day. Anyone who's ever been to, like, a high school party in, like, sub-2012 has seen about 15 chicks on the lawn yakking their fucking brains out. And then probably with all 15 is a guy holding her hair behind her. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. And it this drink was so lethal, it was made illegal. I mean, how could you not pick that as the number <laughs> one overall pick? They literally like labeled it as a blackout drink. And... You know, we I had How one back sugar? in the Wait, day. And it was look, just, it was like look up the look up the stat. The it was like bottles of soda worth of caffeine and sugar and like a crazy amount of alcohol in it. it was I awesome. Look up, I'm gonna look up. Why you why you make your second pick? I'm gonna look up. So that's my first overall pick. Um, number two, uh, it's a little bit of a personal thing, and it's a little bit of I can I guarantee that a lot of people would uh, relate to this is Evan Williams like my god what is Evan Williams Evan Williams is, is the B brand of Jack Daniels <laughs> Tennessee whiskey that can't be good dude like I have PTSD like thinking about that <laughs> oh, drink it's it, it's like straight lighter fluid I'll, I'll never forget that's what James I'll never forget the night I forget I forgot my 19th no, birthday wait, wait, wait. say that again say that again I'll never forget the night I forgot that's a great line appreciate it 
So my 19th birthday, shout out Paulie's Bar in Pleasantville, New York. That's, Paulie that's the bar. Pace University Bar. Um, it was my 19th birthday, and basically, like, I kept Sun filling up the cup with Evan Williams, and I basically, like, I blacked out when I handed the bouncer my ID, and then I woke up, like, the next time I was fully conscious was the next morning I was fully clothed on the townhouse couches, and I didn't live in the townhouses. <laughs> so, shout out Mike Galino, I'm pretty sure he dragged me out of there. That's our catcher. He's listening to the pod. He's listening to the pod. He's a, he's a very big yeah, fan of ours. Shout out Mike Galino. Um, and he just dragged me the fuck out of there. I woke up on the townhouse couches, and that was a night to not remember. It was incredible. And uh, so those are my first two picks. And now Angelo, is it, with yeah, his number two overall pick? I, my number two overall pick is my easily favorite drink at a bar. is a vodka soda with a little bit of splash of cranberry. How is it a blackout drink? You what just, is it, your period? They're so good that you just don't, don't even notice. I mean... Jeez, if that no, it's Angel. I'm with him. Okay, but Angel. Oh, wait, not just a vodka soda. You put a little splash of cranberry. Got Angel. You'd be the if I did that. You'd be the first one. You would. I've gotten before. Yeah. Okay, I I understand, but do not tell me that if I did that, Angel would not be the first one to give me shit for that bar. I drink that. I don't. I mean, I think if he didn't drink it, I completely understand. Oh, hundred percent. But we do. So yeah. I'm also gonna give someone shit for drinking a Coors Light. Water. Yeah. All right, Pip. Let's see you. Solid number number two overall. Let's see your back to back picks. Oh, back to back. You have back to back. So Pip's not prepared. He's unprepared because he's never been blacked out before. So take it with a grain of salt. Look, the last time we went out, uh, I can't go with this second. I'm gonna get a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get Budweiser. (laughs) I'm gonna get a lot of shit for my third pick. I don't know what my second pick is yet, but I'm gonna get a lot of shit for my third pick. Should I just go? I only have one more. Just fucking say it, man. Uh, for the second pick, probably second pick in this year's blackout drink fantasy draft, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bush lattes. God. Bush light. I don't know. Shout out the boys. Hey, where's the door to get out of here? <laughs> Look. Are you taking this ser- are you remotely serious? This is right this now? is serious. This is shout out to the UMass UMass folks out there. I don't know what it is about Massachusetts. They love their Bush Lights. It's cheap. Also Here's known as bu- also lattes. known as Bush Lattes. <laughs> I don't know. Sus that stuff is just disgusting. And I, I just it's one of those things like at the bar, they buy a pitcher, you're like, okay, it's Bush Lot like it has to be Bush Light. And it's just oh my god. It's just after a while drinking that, I just it's my drink. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I've yacked on that. It's just disgusting. Fair, fair enough. Third, as close as you can get. I'm gonna get a lot, a lot, a lot of shit for this. It can't really be much worse than Bush Light. No, it could be worse than Bush Light. Because I, I mean, this is the this is the drink. This is the drink. It's the drink for it's, the non-blackouter. It's the drink. Okay, let's hear. It. So last time, I need to preface this. Last time we went to Sign of the Whale. Yeah, shout out Sign of the Whale. Great, great bar. spot in Stanford, great Connecticut. Rooftop bar, great spot. Great dance spot. Great little spot. Little free promotion right little there. Little free promotion. You're welcome. Yeah, Sign of the Whale. If you want to sponsor us, let us know. But last time we were going out, we were playing, uh, what's it, Ride the Bus, the oh yeah, the card game, and your boy could not get through the bus, the end of whatever the hell you do at the end. I think I must have been 10 minutes into the damn thing, and I had about, I had must have had three White Claws. You're, are you choosing I'm White Claw as white a blackout for my third? <laughs> I'm choosing oh White Claws. For my third pick in this year's blackout drink fantasy draft. Oh my god, guys, guys! It was one of the, I have 
You I think P- I had 20 of you those said last PTSD? week. You said PTSD? Fine. You said, you said, no, but I had like... 100 of the name. Guys, guys, I had three or four White Claws in the span of like four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Let's not... I, water. Okay, you go do that. I will. I'll do that. I'll do that. You bring that onto the podcast. I, have to, I don't do know it. if I can drink another White Claw. I'm not even joking. They're the... Alright, next pick. So I'm I think sure. we know who the fans are going to vote for. But yeah. We'll Alright, so my next pick is a drink that I've never had, but... What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop giving me shit. You have the... Oh, God. First of all, let's hear it. let's it's hear universally it. recognized as one of the strongest drinks you can think of. When you see it in a movie, if someone has it, they're like floating in air after they drink it. So my pick is going to be absinthe. Oh, my God. That's the hallucinogen. Yeah, I've never drank it before, but... How is that? It sounds dangerous, and everything I've heard about it is that it's dangerous, so... Is that like one of those you just set on fire, like, instantly? You can set any alcohol on fire instantly. <laughs> <laughs> this kid. This kid. Yeah, basically, it's like, it's the only alcoholic drink that can make you, like, completely hallucinate, and you just get fucked up in the... Pro- it's like both, like, kind of getting high and kind of getting drunk. It's absolutely wild. It's green. So it's literally green. green it's crazy. Green. It's green. It's like antifreeze. I don't think I'm pretty sure you can't consume antifreeze, but it's green. Well, antifreeze is green. So that's your that's your third. Is that your third? Pick? Yeah, it's a pretty strong sure. pick. Okay, and the last pick of the 2019 Blackout Drink Fantasy Draft, Team Aquino is going with Colt 45 Edward 40 Hands. Solid. That's just. I mean, I don't know if you've ever played the game of Edward 40 Hands, but when you're as competitive of a group as we are. And you play it for a, t- for, a, for a time game, and then you yak up the salad that you had about 35 oh. minutes before that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, when you when you got it, so, like, I was playing it at Pace University the last time I played. Shout out Kevin Wiltsey. He chugged those down, and I think it was 27 minutes. Oh. And I chugged my first one down in seven. I'm like, I'm bullin'. And then it hit, and it hit hard. And my stomach was like, oh my yeah, but god, beer hits what's you like- the last thing I had to eat? It was a salad. Came right the fuck up right after I finished. Edward Forty Hands, and I, my final time was thirty-one minutes, so I just finished behind him. But it's very respectable time. I'm like, proud of it. it. Just came up right after. Food and rally. Once, like usually beer hits you like. Wild. No, no, like the fact that I that I drank the first one in seven minutes was a very. It's like it's a slow game, and I don't know if you've ever played it, but you got to tape it, tape it to your hands, and then you can't get the tape no, off I've of it until you finish it. it. Never well, that it. might be a future episode on here. You might have three dudes yakking Edward Forty Hands down here in Pip's basement. <laughs> I'm good, but um. That's going to wrap up the Blackout Drink Fantasy Draft. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. Adios. Yeah.